Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung. I'm here in Jerusalem right now, and I'm so excited that you decided to join us as we take a look at the book. From the hotel room where I am staying during my trip to Israel, I have been able to look out and see the Temple Mount, the location where Jesus Christ will build his temple for the kingdom that is yet to come. By the way, that kingdom is not now in operation. It will be a physical kingdom that will be established by Jesus Christ when he comes back to the location where I am right now, here on the Mount of Olives in the city of Jerusalem. And there he will land on this earth with the purpose of building his temple on the Temple Mount and establishing the thousand-year millennial kingdom. You know, there is much confusion about the kingdom, and so I'm so very pleased that you decided to join us as we take a look at the book. I have a brand new series. It's a five-hour audio series entitled, Thy Kingdom Come. And we talk about all the issues dealing with the coming kingdom. We're not in the kingdom right now. Jesus is not on his throne. He is seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenlies. And that's what the book of Hebrews in three different locations tells us. We need to study about the proclamation of the kingdom. It is a study that gives us the information of how... God himself proclaimed there will indeed be a kingdom and Jesus Christ the King. Let's take a listen to this study, and when it's over, I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of this five-hour audio series on CD entitled, Thy Kingdom Come. It is a must-study for you in the day in which we're living. Right now, though, let's listen to the study entitled, Proclamation of the Kingdom. Who was that that was being proud? Well, let me show you. Go, keep your finger. We'll come back here uh, in the book of Genesis. Go to Ezekiel chapter 28 just a moment. And when you get Ezekiel chapter 28, also get Isaiah chapter 14. Because I want to show you how now perversion is going to take place. And it's going to come about through pride, first of all. Ezekiel chapter 28 and also Isaiah, and in chapter 14. Now, I understand, and I've read the text to which I am taking you. I understand that Ezekiel chapter 28, in the first part of the chapter, is dealing with the king of Tyre, which would have been the king of the area that we know as Lebanon today. And I understand chapter 14 of the book of Isaiah is dealing with the king of Babylon, which would be modern-day Iraq of today. I understand those things, but as you read the text and look at what the words are actually saying, you'll realize that there is put in place a parenthesis in this judgment against both the king of Tyre and the king of Babylon. Look here in chapter 28 of Ezekiel and starting in verse 13. And let me just tell you why he's not talking about the king of Tyre. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Well, I can tell you this for sure. The king of Tyre was never in the garden of Eden. And so now the focus is changing from the king of Tyre to another personality. And he goes ahead to talk about that personality. In fact, he says, look at the last part of verse 13. In the day that thou was created, and I can tell you this for sure, the king of Tyre was not created. He was born of a woman, not created. Verse 14, thou art the anointed cherub. A cherub is one uh, of the types of angels. You have the seraphim, 
which would be talked about in the book of Isaiah chapter 6. You have this, the cherubim, which would be talked about in the book of Ezekiel chapters 1 and 10. And then you have the throne room angels, which are talked about in chapter 4 of the book of Revelation. You notice the descriptions of each of these angels. They're all different. They're just different uh, types of angels that have been created by God. And they were created when? They were created on the first day of creation. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In the book of Job chapter 38, Jesus Christ talking to Job said, where were you, Job, when I created the heavens and the earth? On the day when I created the earth, the angels sang. That's what he says in verse 7 of chapter 38 of the book of Job. And so in order for the angels to be able to sing the day that Jesus Christ created the earth, they had to be created on the first day before he created the earth. Now, what does the text say? In the beginning, God had created the heavens, and then there's nothing written there. But by understanding all of Scripture, you can know that God then created angels on that first day of creation before he created the earth so they could then sing and shout and rejoice in the creation of the earth. And so the angels were created. One of them was put in a place of prominence. His name, Lucifer. We get that name from over in Isaiah chapter 14. But the prominence that's talked about is found here in verse 14. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. There's that phrase used 18 times in the scriptures. Two times here in Ezekiel chapter 28, the other 16 times referring to the Temple Mount in the city of Jerusalem as defined by the book of Daniel chapter 9 verse 13, chapter 9 verse 20. And so it is that we see he was in the location that we know today as the old city of Jerusalem, the Temple Mount in the city of Jerusalem. And there God places Lucifer in a place of prominence over all of creation. Now remember, this is the first day of creation when Lucifer comes into existence. And then God starts to do the other things. He separates the water into the heavens and on the earth. That's the second day of creation. He brings the Garden of Eden into existence on the third day of creation. He brings the sun, the moon, and the stars into place on the fourth day of creation. On the fifth day of creation, he brings the fowl and the fish into existence. On the sixth day of creation, he brings all the cattle and the creeping things. And old Lucifer is starting to get excited. Look where I am. And I'm in charge of all of this. I'm over all of this. And then that afternoon... On that sixth day, God said, let us bring man after our own image into existence and give him dominion. And when that happened, Lucifer realized he wasn't quite as important as he thought he was. Pride started to take over. Notice what it says, verse 15. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. Verse 17, thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty and also because of thy prominence. Notice what he says. Go to chapter 14 of Isaiah. 
It is at this point in time. You see, angels are created with a free will, but different than humans, they can only exercise the free will one time, and once they do that, they're locked into it forever. Thus, an angel can never be saved. Once Lucifer decided that he was going to rebel against God, he exercised his free will, but he was locked into it. Go back here to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which dost weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, here's the pride, and five times he says it, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount in the congregation in the sides of the north. By the way, Psalm 48.2 describes that as a city of Jerusalem. The devil said, I will be worshipped in Jerusalem. That will play into what's happening today as we continue our study. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north in Jerusalem. Verse 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. Now that's the pride that was expressed by the five I wills of Lucifer when he saw he was losing his place of prominence. Go back to the book of Genesis, chapter 3 this time. As we continue to see this perversion take place, we see, first of all, pride. And then we're going to see perjury happening. Chapter 3 of the book of Genesis is the account of the fall of man. Genesis chapter 1 is creation. Genesis chapter 2, the special effects of creation. Genesis chapter 3, the fall of man. Now, notice what takes place as this all begins. Now, the serpent... And the serpent is the devil, as defined by the book of Revelation, chapter 12 and verse 9. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden? Perjury. No, God didn't say you can't eat of the trees in the garden. God didn't say that. He said, you can't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the garden. Every other tree is in there. Adam, you are to take care of the garden. You are to allow the fruit to come forth. It's for you. You have dominion over it. And so Satan or Lucifer starts to use perjury. Verse 2, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree of uh, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. There's another lie. He didn't say you can't touch the tree. He just said you can't eat of the tree. Verse 3, uh, verse 4, and the serpent said unto her, unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Then that's a lie from the pit. Because God said, you eat of that tree of knowledge and good and evil. That will be the day you will be dying from that point on. And so he was using perjury. He continues to use perjury. He is the father of liars. And that's how he is going to pervert the kingdom. And we're going to see that in operation even today. The prominence The prominence, Matthew chapter 4 talks about when Jesus Christ was being tempted by Satan. What did he say to him? 
You see all these kingdoms? They're mine. I'll give them to you, Jesus. You can have them. You can have them. The world was his. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers of darkness, world rulers. See, from Genesis chapter 3, which was a theocracy, all the way to Revelation chapter 20, which will once again be a theocracy. Between Genesis 3 and Revelation 20, the first three chapters of Genesis, the last three chapters of Revelation, the first three chapters of the Bible, the last three chapters of the Bible, between that time is no longer a theocracy, but a satanocracy. And so he has his kingdom set up. In the book of Revelation chapter 11, verse 15, it talks about a glimpse past the vile judgments and says, the kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdoms of God on the earth. The parameters for Satan's perversion is the world today. That kingdom control by Satan will not be taken away from him until Jesus Christ comes back to set up his kingdom. What did Jesus say? Matthew 24, verses 4, 5, 11, and 24. In the last days, the one who is the king of this world, the ruler of this world, will deceive you. Oh, the kingdom is now in operation. Yeah, there's a kingdom in operation right now. Satan is the head of it. And watch out. One of the indicators that this is happening will be signs, wonders, miracles. And in fact, that's what the kingdom now people are saying. You see these signs? These wonders? These miracles? The kingdom is in operation. Jesus said, that's deception. Let me close with looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13. The first 12 verses of 2 Corinthians, he's talking about false teachers. Notice what he says in verse 13. For such are false apostles. He's describing people alive and in pulpits today and on so-called Christian television and radio. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves unto the apostles of Christ. And then he says, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, if whose ministers, if the ministers of Satan also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. What's going to happen? Now, he's talking to the church at Corinth. He's talking to the church in this text. He's saying, wake up. The ministers of Satan are in operation. They're talking about a kingdom now. They're talking about do this so we can bring in the kingdom and bring back the king. That's what they're talking about. And that's where we're living. Today, as Satan 
the king of this world dupes us into believing we're in the kingdom. You see, the kingdom is physical. It's going to be on the earth. It's going to be in the Garden of Eden in Jerusalem, the Temple Mount. It will be when Jesus sits on the throne that God the Father gives him. But until then, Satan will dupe even the body. Thy kingdom come. That prayer has not yet been answered. Father, our prayer is thy kingdom come. Because that would bring Jesus to establish the greatest time in history, the greatest days are ahead when Jesus rules and reigns on his throne in Jerusalem with us as his bride. But help us, dear Father, to recognize the deceitful, satanic theology that's causing us to believe we're in the kingdom now. It is so important that we understand what's going on. And this is one of the great evidences that Jesus soon will be coming to set up his kingdom. Thank you for your word. Allow your word to develop our doctrine in every aspect of theology for your glory. My precious name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you so very much for taking a moment to take a look at the book with me. Proclamation of the Kingdom is the announcement of a kingdom that will be established on this earth. I can see the Temple Mount from where I'm seated recording this intro and close to a listen to a podcast of a look at the book. The Word of God gives us the information that we need to have about every aspect of Bible prophecy. And, of course, that is speaking about the kingdom to come as well. There's much confusion out there. You need to have your copy of this five-hour audio series entitled, Thy Kingdom Come. It's brand new. It's available for you. You can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to the shopping mall and make your purchase that way, or you can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from across America. And tell them you want to purchase your copy of Thy Kingdom Come a five-hour audio series on CD about the coming kingdom that Jesus Christ will establish in the city of Jerusalem. Well, thank you so very much for joining us as we've taken a look at the book about thy kingdom to come. I've been giving this information to you from my spot where I'm perched here on the Mount of Olives overlooking the spot where the kingdom will be established. That's exciting. I'm excited about what's going to happen in the near future. And of course, you are too as we've studied together about the proclamation of the kingdom. You know, before the kingdom is ever set up, in fact, seven years before, Jesus shouts, the archangel shouts, trumpet God sounds, and we're caught up to be with him in the air. That's the rapture of the church, and that could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up.
until.